Hey, hello everyone, and welcome to Show and Tell. It's me, John Park. I am guest hosting tonight. Uh, Phil and Lamore had some stuff to take care of, and uh, want to let you know there will not be Ask an Engineer tonight. They'll be back uh, next week, so uh, be sure to tune in then. You get the night off. Uh, you can go play some video games and eat snacks tonight. Uh, the, I, I think they will be doing some uh, pre-records of some segments, so watch through the week for some uh, little videos to show up here and there on our social media. Uh, but we have uh, some of our Adafruit team members here to show off some projects they're working on and things they're up to. Also, if you are a member of the community and you would like to hop in and show something that you're working on, uh, please do. Please stop by. What you can do is head over to our blog. You'll see a blog post there that will give you information about how to join in or head on over to our Discord server, which is at adafruit.it slash discord. Uh, and you can jump into the live broadcast chat channel where there is a link right for this. Uh, question we got from the chat, actually, Jeremy Figgins asked, does this mean no coupon code tonight? That is correct, no coupon code tonight. Uh, you can tune in tomorrow uh, during my workshop show. There will be a coupon then, uh, but none tonight. So. Uh, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, we have Scott joining us here. Hey, Scott. Hello. Hey, John. Thanks for hosting. Sure thing. And having me. Yes. What are you up to? What's going on? <laughs> uh, I'm working on uh, moving CircuitPython to Espresso's IDF5. Uh, as we were talking before the show, this is the uh, kind of SDK C layer that they provide to make uh, the code the same across all their chips. And we built CircuitPython on top of that. So IDF5 is a big uh, change that they've done on top of that. And uh, 5.1, which will be next, uh, also is supports some new chips, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. And also one of the reasons that you know we have motivation to move is because we get the, the latest chip support as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I've just been testing uh, it out. So here I have an S2 running my build. And you can see there's my Wi-Fi access points. Um, and unfortunately, the HTTPS call fails. The one that's HTTP works, but the, the other one's not working, unfortunately. So I'm trying to figure out why that is. Um, I think it's a memory-related thing, so I'll have to take a look at that. Um, but that's kind of like where we're at is I'm, I'm, it's compiling. I've got it building for all the boards, uh, but I'm trying to figure out uh, like to get it to work. And then I have one other quick screen I wanted to share just for folks that do uh, ESP work. Uh, where do I see it? Ah, this one. So um, a lot of what I've been doing is diffing the comparison to what I've been doing previously. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to highlight for those folks who actually do ESP boards, um, I'm adding these PSRAM size mode and frequency things to make it really clear uh, what your board setup is. Mm -hmm. And I was telling you earlier, you can also see that I'm changing the mode and the frequency from the existing version. So the deleted the red version is deleted and these mm -hmm. new lines are, are newer. Um, as I'm testing, I'm also speeding up the flash and the RAM accesses. That's great. Will hopefully make uh, CircuitPython run faster. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like 80. That's, that's a nice uh, yeah. bump. Yeah, it should be a nice bump. It's like optimization I've done with like IMX and RP2040, but I haven't actually always done the uh, the optimization work on the ESP. So I'm, I'm excited to do that and cool. hopefully get some speed ups. 
Perfect. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I was telling you, I've been working with the little ESP32 uh, S3 Cutie Pie for some projects and yeah. loving it. Uh, the thing is just so beefy. It, <laughs> it is, just, for sure. Cost, I mean, CircuitPython development on it is, uh, I feel like it's noticeably faster from hit save to it's just up and running your code, which yep. uh, is really nice, really nice when you're iterating. So yeah, totally. Thank you, yeah. Thank you for the hard work you're putting in. Uh, we all appreciate uh, no it. No problem. Thank you. Thank you to Adafruit for paying me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thanks, Scott. We'll see you uh, soon. Take care. Thanks, John. The intense uh, behind-the-scenes work that goes on—that's uh, that's good stuff. Um, all right. Next up, we've got Liz. Hey, Liz. How's it going? Hello. Uh, speaking of the ESP32 S3, uh, oh. I've been working on a matrix uh, portal project with the S3. Uh, and so up to the side here, um, I've got four um, LED panels, uh, and they're 32 by 64, so it makes a display that's 128 by 64. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I'm using the S3 to get data from the ESPN APIs, uh, and I'm tracking data for NFL, football, um, MLB baseball, MLS soccer, uh, NHL hockey, and NBA basketball. Uh, and so what it does is you in the code define uh, what teams you want to track. Mm -hmm. And then um, it will pull down um, what team they're playing against, when the game is, when the game is active. Right now, the only game that's active is uh, Red Sox, which should be coming up in a bit. Um, it'll show the score and also like a little detail about the game. If it's off season, uh, which hockey and basketball are right now, we'll say. Bruins no are just available. killing right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to start writing this up. Um, oh, that's so great. folks can use it. And it's using the JSON streams library, which Scott worked on as well. And what that means is like, it's, it's a huge JSON file. If anyone's tried to look at the ESPN API. Mm -hmm. And so this streams it so that it's not storing the whole thing in memory, which can sometimes cause your board to like crash. So yes. this is a nice way to, to parse through all this data. Yeah. Oh, this is excellent. I, uh, I really look forward to this because I had actually done, uh, some work with code that Melissa had written to do on our, um, one of the e-ink boards oh, okay, yeah. and the mag tag, I think. And yes, yeah. there were some of the ESPN JSON files that worked, uh, but some like college football had yes. such a massive schedule. There were so many games in a given JSON file that it would, uh, eat the poor board so yeah. uh, also this is e-ink is nice and all but this is so much more of like a scoreboard kind of look yeah, to it yeah. I, I love i love your idea for this project it's really thank cool. you and the one thing i was worried about was the logos because you know you have to have everything formatted into like bitmap and make mm -hmm. sure it looks okay so i i wrote up on the playground and i can put it into the chat a python script that because Within the JSON, there's also links to logos for all the teams oh, that you can access. No kidding. Um, so I run a Python script, and folks will be able to run it on their own computer, too, um, which will grab all the logos, put them into folders, so then you can put them onto your CircuitPie drive, and That's they're great. already resized to 32 by 32, gamma, everything like that. Wow, so. that is excellent. <laughs> so. Really cool. Really great work. That looks fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I got help as far as... Um, which stats people would want to see from my brother-in-law is a huge sports fan. And I promised nice. him uh, uh, one of the mag tags, which I never gave him because the, the thing was crashing for the sports he cared about. So maybe I owe him one of these. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. And really? being uh, from outside Boston, it's like impossible to not know about sports. Like yeah. it's against yeah. my will. In <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks, Liz. And no. uh, you said that's a guide you're going to be working on soon. So people yes, be able to check should that out. hopefully be out next week. 
Wow, great. Really cool. Thanks cool. so much. Thank you. All right. Good night. All right. Next up, we got Pedro. Hey, Pedro. We have multiple views. What's happening? Hey. So I came, I come bearing gifts. There is a coupon code still active, I think. Oh, hey. Earlier today. <laughs> Check that out. All right. Over in the chat. Yeah, use Tombstone, which is the project we're showing off. And this is an update to last year's Tombstone with the matrix display. So Lamar wanted to show off again the prop maker uh, RP2040 and wanted to show that it can run the matrix display as well as all of the other prop stuff. So we got Servo Raven Crow guy here with the LED eyes. And then the, um, I forget the name of the time of flight sensor, <laughs> L35 L CD, something I'm not Liz. <laughs> She did the code for this, uh, excellent as always. So when it detects um, distance coming up and there's a little wait time, like 30 seconds, so it's not like constantly looping over when the kids come by and you know want to scare them. So um, there is a speaker hidden right behind here, but I disconnected it because it's so freaking loud. <laughs> but total uh, crafty project here, aside from the 3D printed bird, which I guess you could just get like a styrofoam one as well. Mm -hmm. So I just use the wire cutter. And because these are so thick, uh, there's enough space um, thickness to uh, inset your uh, matrix display as well as all of the components. So speaker fits in here, and I'm just building like little um, foam core little um, holders to keep everything in place. And then with the wire cutter, I'm just building all of these like uh, recesses so all the wires and the LEDs can get pushed in. Same thing with like the sensor. And then everything's just powered off the um, one of the wall adapters for the matrix display. So using a conduit for um, all the wire, like hiding everything. And then even the servo horn for the uh, Raven, it's just like more uh, construction with the, the crafting. So foam core to build your horn, and that just easily inserts into the uh, head there. Cool. Yeah, the LEDs all mounted on there the same way. Same thing with the servo. It's actually just the uh, black foam core on there, because I didn't want to go into fusion and like spend all this time. Um, uh, modeling all of the components for that so yeah. like 10 minutes i was able to just cut everything out of foam core and up and rounding so um yeah super easy project uh, nice little upgrade and then of course hindsight you know when you finish the project like oh we could have added this and that so some of the ideas like noah had was like oh the text should have changed when people kind close or like had like a candy dispenser to you know dispense that <laughs> or like it's for relay so it's like turns on the fog machine or like, I don't know, have like a whole little graveyard scene, you know? So definitely yeah. some of the things we're going to be thinking about for. Oh, that's great. Yeah, extra thoughts for your project. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Even like we were talking about earlier before the show, like those translucent displays to like make right. the hat box go. So it'd be so cool for next year. So maybe next year. Yeah, you're cool. you're uh, you're at least ready, nice and early for this Halloween with this uh, project. So. Oh yeah, I mean when Halloween rolls around, I'm gonna do the Christmas stuff already. So <laughs> <It's> <laughs> it ain't <great>. over yet. <laughs> and then, and uh, the learn guide is live for this, or I guess yes, that's posted up. And yep. oh, you can use coupon code to get some. I think we're out of stock, but sign up to get more prop makers. I'll be back soon. Great. And that's all. all right. Awesome <laughs> stuff. Great project. Thanks for sharing that. Thank you. All right. Take care, Peter. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got Joey. Hey, Joey. Nice to How see you. Howdy. Good to see you, too. How's things? 
things are good. So um, I wish I had more to show in my hand, but actually I can show some photos of what I just did over the weekend. Uh, yeah. If I can share my screen. Sure. Uh, share my whole screen. Okay, so um, can you all see my screen? There it is, yep. So yeah, so my buddy uh, Zach has this, I don't know, conceptual art project, sculpture park, de facto sovereign nation in the desert called the Republic of Zakistan. <laughs> and, um, so we went out there this weekend. Um, it's just kind of some photos of the uh, flagpole of Robot Guardians uh, and uh, one of the monuments, which we actually went there mostly to repair these monuments. You can see some of the panels missing. But one of the things I kind of wanted to do out there was uh, build a weather station. Because, you know, because, mm. oh, oh. uh, you know, it's, it's a it's a de facto republic in the desert. It deserves to have its like weather data known. So I kind of wanted to build this weather station. So what do we need? We have like wind, we have wind direction, speed, uh, rainfall, and then we'll sensor package in here. Some solar panel to keep it uh, alive. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I designed this board. It's a uh, kind of clones y'all's feather wing quadrupler. Uh, yeah. And uh, has some boards of my own design, including the LCD Featherwing, which y'all oh, actually yeah. sell. Yeah. yeah, I love that one. Yeah, yeah. and um, this satellite modem. And so, yeah, let me show you the sensor package. Uh, this is the uh, well. First of all, I wanted to interface the sensors over uh, more weatherproof wire in the SimaQT. So I have this SimaQT to RJ11 jack, uh -huh. which means I use that I squared C active terminator to kind of keep the I squared C lines nice and nice and sharp. Yeah, yeah. Um, our LTR390 UV sensor. PMS three something or other uh, air quality and a BME two eighty for temperature humidity going out this cable gland this enclosure is actually a I think a Noam Pedro project a weather oh, station cool. y'all did um, yeah. so yeah here it is in the enclosure which I got from y'all and um, yeah this is the first time I've kind of designed a board for an enclosure so that's kind of cool uh, it gets nice. this like kind of clear PG hat to keep it all in place and yeah here's me soldering in the desert <laughs> first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> adding our temperature sensor for the battery, which is important for your like outdoor projects. Uh -huh. But yeah, this is like, a, this is what it looks like when it's finally put together. And uh, I really like designing, like, again, these are all like kind of boards I've put together for the, from on the feather form factor, mm -hmm. but I now can kind of mix and match like, oh, I need solar power, but I also need a low power display and a rain gauge. So now I can like plop those three boards in there and I can kind of design a gadget around like, yeah, there's like this feather kind of form factor and I have more and more things mm -hmm. I can just kind of plug in, you know? Yeah, there's a modularity as well as the, the custom side to it, which yeah, yeah, is totally. uh, really helpful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is the first satellite data that came down. I was able to get it on a buddy's phone and just took a photo of the screen. And uh, yeah, me installing the weather station. First visitor it got. This, hey, uh... <laughs> that's a good spider. But yeah, so this is the Zakistan uh, weather station. And you can actually see live satellite weather data at zakistan.com. Oh, it's that's fantastic. I was about to ask, where is it broadcast? Oh, uh, it's yeah, so we, we, we get the data down via swarm this uh little low power low cost iot satellite network and uh -huh. post it up to the webs to the website so yeah that is the uh that's was my weekend project we're going out to zakistan and uh what an upgrade for zakistan right <laughs> uh i hope they have a wikipedia page and I, they do uh, <laughs> I believe they better do. be on there <laughs> or i'm gonna go edit it uh, that's really cool joey thanks for sharing that yeah, it's really for sure. delightful yeah, good to, good to see you. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Sure thing. Take care. All right. Uh, that was really fun. Uh, by the way, if you're still watching, Joey, in the chat, Mark Gambler has a question. What size battery did you use for that? So I don't know if you're over on the Discord uh, or if I can bring you back on here. Let's see. Let me bring you back on if you're, if you're Yeah, still. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm using the 6600 milliampere hour battery that y'all uh -huh. sell. So it's, it's like, like kind of three, three cells, cells yeah, cells kind of joined together. Battery. 
I'm actually okay. realizing I'm using the, y'all's uh, the colossal panel that y'all have, the solar. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I probably don't need that much battery because it's topping off every day on uh -huh. you know, the amount of sunlight that it gets. But I didn't know. Whenever so it's cloudy. You're ready for. Uh, yeah, yeah. For totally. a few days of clouds. Re ready for for the solar eclipse or the, the dust storms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Joey. Sure thing. Uh, all right. Very cool project. And now I want to go to Zakistan. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got DJ Devin three. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you very well. What's up? What's okay. Up? Uh, well, I had nine matrix panels running off of the matrix portal S3. They were working oh, right. great. As you can see, something went wrong. <laughs> Everything is, uh, like, uh, jumbled up now because I tried adding 12. Okay. So I tried adding the one at the top, and then that just kind of like messed everything up. It does not like tile four. Tile three, you can deal with. Tile four wow. just jumbled everything up. Uh, so I did that like five seconds before coming on, kind of thing. Uh -huh. uh, so yeah, live demo didn't work. Uh, I'll get it worked out for next week. So those are rows of three. Uh, those are rows of three, correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And they and are, are big. Four by thirty-two. Is that right? Uh, the total is uh, 192 by 128 now. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of pixels. Yeah. Yeah. And How are you powering the, all that? Uh, I don't know if you can. Where's the camera? Matrix Portal S3. This is the only thing that's sending data through this entire panel. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's going from a USB cable up to IDC up to the top row. Yeah. And then all of the sensor data is... Uh, off of this uh, BME 688 uh, ITC sensor. Mm -hmm. And it's got like, you know, weather data and stuff in there. Uh, not quite displaying correctly, uh, but you know, them's the brakes. Uh, one question is what's the, uh, what are you using to power that? Cause that's gotta be drawing quite a bit of current. Oh yeah. Uh, I am using two five volt, 18 amp Meanwhile PSUs. Okay. And they're, they have these really neat, um, uh, socket switches yeah. with uh, on off, and you just uh, plug in a PC power cord, and then the PC other side of the PC cover. I can't like pick this whole thing up and show you; it's all back, buried back there. Um, but the PC power cord then goes splits off into three, and then goes to a live neutral hot on the power supply, mm -hmm. and then all of the power cables get routed up into that. But this yeah. is a neat way uh, as a safety switch. Mm -hmm. So I can turn on and off, you know, portions of the panels that way. Um, and if I start smelling, you know, anything that's like burning, because this does get pretty warm, mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, I, I wanted to have a, a safety on off switch. Mm -hmm. Smart. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, thanks for pushing the boundaries and trying to add. Yeah even more right for the show. I, I wanted to see how many yeah, maximum I could get yeah. from a Matrix S3, uh, from Matrix Portal S3. It does yeah. nine, working on 12. Uh, that's really cool. That is a huge display. It's very impressive. Yes. Is that going to go up on a wall uh, at some point? Yes, that will go up on my wall um, cool. and maybe eventually run Liz's sports stuff along with yeah. the weather. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool. You could probably even branch some of these to be multiple uh, portals to do some data for... One, a lot uh, of possibility. Uh, I mean, it's a huge display. Yeah. yeah. Got room. Uh, really cool. Thank you so all much right. for sharing that. Looks Thank great. you. You have a great night. Thank you. Uh, all right. And uh, last up, we've got Mark, uh, who 
was having camera problems, but oh yeah, we've a we've a we've a picture in picture. Mark, hi. Yeah, I'm back to having camera problems, so I'm gonna have to do this the old-fashioned way and just move my webcam over in a moment. Okay. Sure. Uh, so speaking of weather projects, I have sorry, I'm gonna try not to make everyone dizzy for a moment. Uh, finished up the enclosure for my lightning detector. Oh, really nice. Yeah. So it still needs some tweaks. Um, the I didn't account for the size of the battery in the bottom of it. So the lightning bolt will hopefully be fully uh -huh. standing up. But right now there's not room as the battery took the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. And it is, if I can cause it to light up, uh, does light up then when it detects um, lightning or your finger pressing on the antenna sometimes. Uh -huh. Uh, so yeah, and I actually was able to test this out, uh, probably about a month ago when a storm came by and we actually had, uh, a lot of lightning. I was surprised at how much you detect during a storm. Mm -hmm. uh, before that, occasionally one in the distance, I'd see one, maybe two every five, 10 minutes during the storm. I was like, oh, there's like five in the last five huh. minutes or 10 and then a hundred and a hundred and fifty. Wow. And so what, what is the, uh, what is it detecting? How, how are you sensing the light? So it's powered by this. I don't, this is probably not going to focus. It's a AS 3995 lightning detector chip. Uh -huh. So the board I built, uh, now two months ago or so, uh, it detects at 500 kilohertz. Uh, and that is important because apparently it used to be used for marine radio of some sort, hmm. but that type of radio got decommissioned and that area spectrum was never reassigned. So you don't get a lot of noise, oh, nice. man-made noise on that frequency. Mm -hmm. So this specifically look and looks for that and the chip itself looks for certain patterns so it can detect man-made noise fr mm -hmm. from a DC motor or your computer power supply versus actual lightning, which has a slightly different mm -hmm. distinct frequency. I actually found a write up, um, a write up online that somebody did a lot of research on this chip that was very helpful in finding out how it works. Oh, that's great. So my, if I'm understanding this right, I'm guessing lightning throws a bunch of uh, signal across a humongous wide range, but you found this chip finds a sliver that's not going to be used by much else so that's a nice place to to focus your detection is that accurate? yeah exactly that if you're ever listening to the radio during yeah. a thunderstorm you'll hear the interference yeah um and if you've got a software defined radio or something you can see it which is where it first got Me. my interest huh that's cool so yeah uh after redo the case once more to make everything fit then hopefully i can have it i, I wanted to make it portable my initial thought was then to bring it to sports games, like my own sports games, not professional ones. Uh -huh. And then it, this all started when we were having an argument of whether the storm is too close. Ah, okay. And this chip will <laughs> give you an estimate or if nothing else, show you is the storm coming towards you or away from you. And then you can make your best judgment on that. I love it. I love the idea of you deciding to win this argument by developing a whole device. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the game getting cut short when the storm just blew past. So yeah. Oh, good for you. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. That's practical. So, 
Christ, they'll use another thing to put in a weather station. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much lightning you get in uh, Zakistan, Joey, but <laughs> worth considering. You could talk to Mark about that. Yeah. No, uh, right. my weather station is currently on the ground, broken from the wind. So oh, this boy. will be in the next model. Okay. So now I'm motivated. Good. Good. Yeah, you've got to add on and a rebuild. Fantastic. Well, thanks for sharing that, Mark. Appreciate yep, it. Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, and that is going to do it for show and tell. Thank you, everyone, so much for coming by and sharing your stuff. It's a real delight to see uh, the, the creative and excellent uh, technical uh, things you're building. Uh, there is, as I said, not going to be an Ask an Engineer tonight. They'll be back uh, next Wednesday. So stop by for another show and tell as well as Ask an Engineer after that. Uh, and uh, that's going to do it. I'll see you tomorrow. If you want to stop on by, I'll be doing John Park's workshop at four o'clock Eastern time, one o'clock Pacific. Uh, and then we got plenty of other shows. So check the blog, check our social media, and also head on over to the Discord server where we'll uh, let you know when shows are coming up. All right. Thanks, everyone, for Adafruit Industries. I'm John Park, and this has been Show and Tell. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.